Peter Brook with the Old Mutual Investment Group is our market commentator. And every business in every single sector, I suppose, Peter, has to balance this. They call it ESG, Environment, Social and Governance. In many annual reports, it sort of takes up a lot of space uh, but doesn't yet make up much substance. But if you are an ESCOM or a SASL, um, it's absolutely pivotal, isn't it? I think of it to anyone, quite frankly, Bruce. Uh, this is a massive theme that um, is going to change the way the world does business. So it's not just about your big polluters, your ESCOMs and your SASOLs. It's about all of us and how do we interact with this new world. Um, yeah, absolutely. What did you make of SASOLs' results? A much better set of financial results coming through. The debt burden is down, um, but still some concerns, I think, on the global issues that Fleetwood Corbler outlined. Yeah, I think the big story is obviously the balance sheet, Bruce. I mean, this is a company that was looking in deep trouble, and the fact that they've got their debt to EBITDA down to one and a half times cover is very credible. And I think that takes away a lot of risk. But obviously, going forward, it's going to be driven by what happens to global growth, the chemical cycle. So there's a lot of variables in there. But it's, it's been fascinating. Just It's a super busy day today because we've got Sassel and Absa out, but there's also four trading segments. I just thought it'd be interesting to give you a sense of um, how those look. So Truist is up 23 to 28%. Um, Impala up 122 to 129%. This is all headline earnings per share yeah. year and year over the last 12 months. Cash bills 145 to 155%. And then Northern at the top of the pack with 329 to 340%. Um, big, big difference a year can make, eh? No, it's absolutely huge. I mean, APSA also swimming in money to the point where they are reinstating the dividend and feeling much more chipper about the future than they would have um, 12 months ago. Yes. So I think that's an important element. And it's what we spoke about some time ago was that you've got these big debt write-offs, but they were very much more front-end loaded because of the change in regulations. So that meant that very bad earnings, creates a very low base with which it's easy to improve from. And that was the big driver of these results is really just those debt impairments coming down. But of course, as that comes through, that allows your dividends to pop up. So a nice dividend of um, three, three round 10, pushing up the dividend yield probably to around four, four and a half percent, 4.4. Sure. And importantly, that's better than cash in the bank. So if you own the share, you get paid more than if you um, leave your money in the bank. Yeah, it's nice to see. I mean, the, the thing is, a lot of South African companies are doing considerably better than anyone expected, certainly the market expected, and if you look at it, uh, certainly better in some cases than they did too. Yes, I think that it's not just South African companies, it's all companies in the world because we've had, I mean, we've got these quarterly results rolling out across America, Europe, etc. And generally, results have been good, above expectations, and also causing raises. I suppose the challenge is, it's now that you get these higher base effects, what does it look like next year? So I think there's still some growth to come in South Africa because we're a laggard in terms of growth and reopening. But, um, you know, it's going to become harder and harder for markets to just keep going up with... Um, as we're at higher levels, with now we have a higher earnings base. 
Yeah, I mean, are you, when we look at the levels of the market uh, quite often, last week we saw the top 40 index on the JSE hit record levels, and then uh, we just get sucked down and, uh, I suppose, a bit demoralized by the performance of what's going on between Nuspass and Process uh, and Tencent in China. And I just wonder just how much risk you see there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've mentioned the turnover figures today. There's 64.4 billion rand. It's just huge sure. as an aspects process deal in terms of the liquidity it's created, but actually you can see the impact. You know, the market's not that impressed by the change. So you've got aspects down 7.4%. That's a huge drag on the JSE. And it's actually interesting, you know, all of this corporate action has created a lot of turnover, but it hasn't necessarily released that much value. And, you know, in the last six months, I think we've gone from owning only NASPERS, only process to only, only owning NASPERS. And then a couple of weeks ago, we moved to owning only process. Now, each of those trades, very much guided by Nilis Hansi, our analyst there, have all made money, but actually it's all just noise. The important thing was to own less masters and less process over this period. Now, the last 12 months, this company is down 11%. This is what, this is traditionally been what's driven our market higher. And actually, for the last year, the most important decision was to own less masters and process shares, not worrying about trading back and forth on these corporate deals. Is the trade of the next 12 months to own less NASPERS and process? Uh, look, long term, I mean, the structure that's happened here, I think it favors process over NASPERS going forward. It, you've got to ask yourself, why would you own NASPERS now? And um, so I think that discount is going to be trapped in there and um, it's going to be a tough space for NASPERS. So we would prefer process. But I think more importantly, uh, in the funds that I manage, I think the two together barely make it into our top 10. That's interesting. Peter Brook, thank you. Portfolio Manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group.